0: Okay, so it's uh, May 14th, day 712 of lockdown, uh, these are more of my unfiltered, uncensored, unedited thoughts straight from my brain uh, audio log format. Uh, today I think I'm just going to straight up like, just say screw it, we're talking about comics. Uh, not to infringe on a podcast. <laughs> there's a podcast by uh, Will Haines and I think I think his brother uh, Will Haines is an improviser uh, and teacher who I love uh, who does a podcast that's was originally called Screw It, We're Just Gonna Talk About The Beatles and then Screw It, We're Just Gonna Talk About Spider-Man and now it's just Screw It, We're Just Gonna Talk About Comics and I'm gonna do the same thing because I realised um, it was like a couple of days ago as the first time I mentioned Batman which is wild because like I love film, I love TV, I love board games, I love video games, I love, like, you know, all the pop culture nerd stuff. But probably the nerdiest pop culture thing that I genuinely adore is comic books. Uh, (laughs) I've been into comics since I was a kid, and I want to talk about how I got into them. Uh, Maybe even recommend a couple of things and just talk about. Just talk about comics. Why not? Hey. Like that's what's been in my brain, uh, for for a couple of reasons actually. But um, yeah, I'll, I'm only going to talk about like some properly mainstream superhero comics right now. I'll talk about other comics at a different time. Uh, but I just want to I want to talk about, about the three pillars of what got me into comics. Okay, so we'll start with the one I already mentioned, um, which is Batman. Uh, I loved the Batman cartoon, as as I've put it. Batman the Animated Series. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I also very distinctly remember seeing Batman Returns when I was way too young for it. I didn't see uh, the first Tim Burton Batman, which came out when I was two years old, guys. Uh, until much later but I remember seeing Batman Returns on, I think, I think some of the family rented it on video, that must have been what happened, Uh, and like, there's some messed up stuff in that, like the penguin bites that guy's nose off, Uh, Batman blows up a clown, genuine thing he does in that, oh because Tim Burton's Batman, straight up just murders people, Um. (laughs) Uh, I remember watching this that film uh being a big fan of it. I used to be a massive Tim Burton fan. Uh, it's wild how far he has fallen in my view. <laughs> like, he's not made a good film. I think Planet of the Apes is where the rot started to set in. I mean, I think Big Fish is after that and it's decent but considering I used to like hang on uh, on uh, Tim Burton like Edward's Hands was, used to be, like, I would consider it my favourite film. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which I know he, he didn't direct. Henry Selick directed it, as it's always as is always put out by pedants online, of which I am one. Uh, he still created it. Uh, it's Still, Tim Burton, Disney's Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, but yeah, so that, that those Batman films, I've, I've since come to decide uh, to describe those Tim Burton Batman films as really fun Tim Burton films, but really bad Batman films. Um, <laughs> Whereas the Joel Schumacher Batman films, which I saw in cinema I'm pretty sure, I remember seeing Batman Forever in the cinema and getting like uh, this weird Riddler toy in and, uh, and, uh, and a McDonald's uh, Happy Meal. Uh, I saw that in the cinema, I loved that when I was a kid. Uh, and I still argue that while that, and especially Batman and Robin, are not good films, Batman and Robin is a terrible film. Uh, they're still they're still enjoyable in their own way. Batman and Robin is very enjoyable, and it's very Batman. Like they both lead into the sixties Batman uh, thing, like the Batman of nineteen sixty six. Oh, there's another one. The Batman the movie, uh, from the nineteen based on the sixties uh, TV show, might be my favorite Batman movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's so fun. Uh, features such classic lines as some days you just can't get rid of a bomb <laughs> um, and uh, an amazing point if you watch the uh, the comment watch it with the commentary on a DVD there's a part where Batman crashes at the Bat-copter, uh into uh, a, a, into a truck that's full of like mat- uh, sort of um, mattress coating like it's like this foam coating. And Batman says, good thing I spotted this truck out of the corner of my eye, full of this, like, full of this protective foam. And, and on the commentary on the DVD, Adam West just says, sure you did, Batman. Sure you did. And I quote that line from a commentary of a DVD so often. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Batman, my, my way into Batman was not through the comics. I didn't read Batman comics until later, uh, for, because, they didn't really have Batman reprint comics, like, unlike they had the Marvel reprint comics, which I'll we'll get to uh, in a second. So I've been catching up on Batman. Uh, since, but, and it's, I love Batman, like as a concept. It's just he's got a cool costume. he uh, has got an easy to understand backstory. Uh, he hates crime. He fights crime. Uh, crime took his parents, so he hates them. You know, like that's it's very simple. Uh, there's obviously a lot of discussion about how he has, <laughs> his superpower is the fact that he is a rich white dude uh, and yeah he, he has like organisations that help like end Gotham like like that's the thing that gets like in the discourse a lot of people deliberately don't talk about because it's funnier that he's just like oh yeah he's, what does this super rich white guy do uh, to do with crime and inequality and he says dresses up as a bat Punches things, <laughs> um, and also its treatment of mental uh, illness is sketchy at best. But as as it's just a fun concept, like guy dresses as bat or as a as a, an internet blogger, Kristen, so the invincible super blogger. But he dresses as a Dracula uh, and goes around and punches things. It's just it's just good fun, and he's got some great villains, right? We all know that. Like, I love Two Face. Two Face is my favorite villain. He's got a great sporting cast. Uh, uh, Dick Grayson as Robin, really good. Dick Grayson as Nightwing, really good. Tim Drake as Robin, even better. We don't really talk about Jason Todd as Robin because the comics that were coming out at that time weren't particularly great, and his comeback also not that great. Um, uh, and he got killed off uh, really brutally like uh, Commissioner Gordon fantastic character Uh, Harvey Bullock and Renee Montoya amazing Uh, in fact when it comes to recommending comics this is what the two comics I'm going to recommend Uh, obviously usually when you go into a comic shop and you ask for a Batman recommendation they'll recommend uh, The Dark Knight or Batman Year One by Frank Miller Um, those are both great Uh, I think Year One is significantly better than The Dark Knight but you know but I'm not going to recommend them because Frank Miller is a terrible person. So, what I will recommend instead is I recommend and this is a big one, Grant Morrison's entire Batman run. Now, uh, this is an incredibly long run of comics, uh, like ridiculously long. It starts with a comic called uh, Batman and Son, and uh, this is when you if you buy it in the graphic novel format. Uh, and then lasts all the way to the end of Batman Incorporated. Uh, he basically ra- wrote Batman for eight years. And it's incredible. It brings together uh, every... Because right, here's the thing about Batman, that I've touched on a couple of here. Batman has existed since 1939, where he was like, created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Not just created by Bob Kane, Bob Kane and Bill Finger, as basically like a ripoff of like The Shadow. Essentially, that what like these kind of pulp uh, heroes who shot people with guns. Batman in his first appearance uses a gun. It's since become you know canon that obviously Batman never uses guns or kills anybody. That's the whole thing. But he used to, right? Uh, then and Batman was a loner. And then he got Robin. Uh, for various reasons, uh, sidekicks were doing good business, so they got a sidekick, Uh, then Frederick Wertham, a uh, a psychologist in inverted commas, wrote a book about how comic books were turning everyone gay, uh, and cited Batman and Robin's relationship, so suddenly there was a Batgirl, and a Batwoman, and everything grew, and and then in the 60s there was this fun cartoon, a fun, cartoon, not cartoon, a fun uh, television series so Batman became camp and then uh, in the 70s Batman was heavily crime inspired and then in the 80s Batman got super gritty because everything did and then and then uh, and then and there was Tim Burton's Batman and then there was Joel Schumacher's Batman and there was Christopher Nolan's Batman and what I'm saying is Batman has meant a lot of different things to a lot of different people and a lot of different styles since 1939. And what Grant Morrison tries to do, and I think does quite successfully, is marry these all together. He comes in with this idea, uh, because I know that one of the big problems with getting anyone into comic books is that comic book continuity is convoluted and vast. You cannot read every Batman comic. There have been literally thousands of Batman comics. And the argument should be that it doesn't really matter. My argument to continuity in comic books is: use it when it suits you, avoid it when it doesn't, don't worry about it. Some people are like, um, actually, that character would never have done that because in this issue of Marvel Two in One from nineteen seventy nine, that six people read, he did. He said this, and that doesn't help anybody, and that's it. Definitely doesn't help get new readers into comic books, which is something that is desperately needed. <laughs> If, if comic books are to continue uh, as they do but what Grant Morrison does is he's like cool all you need to really know is uh, this is who Batman is right and this is who uh, these characters are but everything in uh, this con- the massively convoluted uh, backstory happened he takes a character, like a, a throwaway wild comic from the Silver Age of Comics, uh, which is when everything was totally mad, and builds a bad guy out of a side character around that. And he doesn't expect everyone, everyone to have read that comic. Of course they haven't. <laughs> uh, he sort of just builds around it. And it just tells this really fun story. We got a really fun Robin... Uh, who is the and son of Batman and Son. That's not a huge spoiler, he has a son. Uh, it goes through a, a massive comic called Final Crisis which you don't need to read, um, also written by Grant Morrison because he writes around it in, in his Batman comics. But It's bend bending it's really fun. It goes on for ages and there's a lot of good stuff to it. I recommend that. I also recommend Gotham Central. By Greg Rocca and Ed Brubaker as the writers. Uh, yeah, Grant Morrison's run has millions of artists and uh, Gotham Central has a couple. The main one that I remember is Michael Lark. Gotham Central uh, is, for, is the Gotham City Police Department for the day and night shift of the Gotham City Police Department Major Crimes Unit. Uh, so they deal with similar stuff to Batman. It's basically based around the idea of what if NYPD Blue but Batman Uh, and it's genuinely incredible. Like some of the best comics I've ever read. I've ever read. Um, Sorry I'm having trouble adjusting my uh, recording position but yes I recommend those. But yeah uh, the other major, the second of the third, three major pillars of comics that I will love uh, is X-Men. Uh, I, I explained this before uh, in, on the other day about the X-Men cartoon. I love the X-Men cartoon. It doesn't hold up as well as the Batman the anime series, but when I was a kid, it was the shit. It has an amazing theme tune, uh, it's fantastic, and more importantly, I was able to actually get X-Men comics. Um, there was an X-Men Summer Special that I got. Which is about Mojo World. I don't. That's not where I. I don't count that as being the start of my uh, X Men reading. What was the start of my X Men reading was there's a a reprint comic uh, in the UK called Essential X Men, which would reprint three issues of the American X Men comic books, uh, in an order that made sense. And the first of those first storyline of those Essential X Men that I read was Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse is an alternate reality storyline. Uh, I think I I think I mentioned I've, I've talked about this haven't I on, on one of these audio logs before? Uh, I'll briefly mention it again. Uh, Professor X's uh, son goes back in time, kills Mag, kill, to kill Magneto, accidentally kills Professor X, leads to this villain called Apocalypse taking over the world. I genuinely recommend that that, that as a jumping on point. Uh, and Jane and Miles' Explain the X Men, a podcast that I've recommended on us before. Uh, they are currently making their way through uh, Age of Apocalypse and Jay mentions that he uh, has first X-Men comics and he's like an X-Men obsessive, an expert who explains them, um, was Age of Apocalypse and it's set in an alternate reality but it really shows you who these characters are uh, I love X-Men My f- I love X-Men for so many reasons the whole point of X-Men is, a lot of people talk about how they're, um, the mutant metaphor as well, how it's regularly referred to, like, the whole point the whole idea is that Professor X is, uh, Martin, Luth- Martin Luther King Jr., and, uh, uh, Magneto is Malcolm X, and it doesn't quite work. Or how, uh, the, the, there's <laughs> a, how there's, uh, and in the 90s there's this thing called the legacy virus which affects on the and kills them off and, and humans are free, f- freaked out by it and it's like it's meant to be like like the AIDS virus and it's like, that doesn't quite work either. It, the idea is... The reason why X-Men appeal to so many people, I think, is that they are uh, outsiders by their very nature. Because of nothing that they've done, it's just how they were born, you know? They were born with the X-Gene. Let's not get into how the genetics of this work uh and they and how do they react they swear they swear to protect a world that hates and fears them and that's just great i really identify with that sort of idea of they've been rejected by the society but instead of becoming angry like the brotherhood of evil mutants who yes do have evil in their name uh <laughs> despite claiming to be like freedom Fighters weird. Um, instead of get, becoming angry about it they go okay well we'll prove to them that we are worthy of value like and not because in fact that's not why they do it they don't do it to like prove that they deserve to live they do it. They fight because it's the right thing to do and they have the power to do it. There's also a lot of stuff in x-men about found family and I, I have a great family that uh, I get on with really well uh, but there's also things that I don't have in common with my family, you know? And I have found other sort of groups, which do. I do have that stuff in common, so I understand this whole idea of found family. Like, found family is a big thing in the queer community, especially for people who aren't as lucky as I am, who have been abandoned or rejected by their family. So it's no shock that there's a, a large following. A queer following of X Men, uh, so yeah, I recommend *Age of Apocalypse*. It's fantastic. I also recommend *Astonishing X Men* by Joss Whedon. Uh, it's a brilliant comic book, which again does the same thing that sort of Grant Morrison comic book does, and what really good comics to do. And you don't need to read everything else. He's very good at getting those characters across very quickly, and it's just really well done comics. Uh, Joss Whedon and John Cassidy. Uh, on art uh, fantastic Grant Morrison was also writing X-Men at that time <laughs> of uh, as a comic called New X-Men which I don't recommend as a jumping on point but I do recommend that you read it at some point <laughs> as a jumping on point it will make no sense and it also like detonates quite a lot of the X-Men mythology stuff um, which you know isn't maybe the best thing if you're trying to get into X-Men and eventually you should also read Chris Claremont's entire run of X-Men, I will warn you, it lasted for 16 years, Um, but it's very good. And the final and maybe most important pillar on this uh, is Spider-Man. Now, Spider-Man, I liked the cartoon a lot, but that actually isn't what got me into um, the comics. What got me into the comics was comics, shockingly. The first comic I remember reading, and probably the first comic I ever did read, uh, my brother uh, collected Spider-Man comics, and actually the first one he had I found out later was like a a, a, a sort of an issue that has a a comic, uh, a story called Revenge of the Sinister Six in it, which I read later. But that's not the first one I remember reading. There's another reprint comic. A, a Spider-Man reprint comic in the UK called Exploits of Spider-Man," uh, which was great because it reprinted the 90, the Spider-Man th- stories that were happening, like in America, about a year behind. I think it was, uh, which at that time was about was a, there was a, like two or three Spider-Man issue uh, comics a month coming out. Um, then it reprinted uh classic spider-man so like the original stan lee steve dicko spider-man stories and the backup story and also spider-man 2099 by peter david and uh rick leonardi which is fantastic as well uh, a story i really loved uh, which is spider-man in the year 2099 a different character so I, my introduction was these comics and the very first one of those that i read was Part three of a five-part story called Round Robin, which was about which involved Moon Knight, uh, the Secret Empire, uh, uh, Ultimatum, uh, Moon Knight's old uh, sidekick Midnight. Like, and I had no idea what was going on, but I loved it. Which is my point to say is everyone always say I've I've touched that a couple times. This big thing of what's a good jumping on point for a comic reader, right? Because it's, it's complicated, there's a lot of continuity. What's a good jumping on point? What's a good jumping on point? Uh, Jay, Jay and Mel's Explain the x they get asked this question on a basically a weekly basis. Any comic book blog, any comic book uh, news site is asked this question constantly. How do I get into this comic? How do I get into this comic? And how I got into the comics, uh, into comics generally, was this random issue of Spider-Man. I just jumped in and started reading it. <laughs> um, it was also in the middle of a Spider-Man 2099 story, no idea what was going on there. Uh, the classic story, classic comics, Spider-Man comics were a bit easier to jump in on because they, they tended to be sort of one and done stories uh, as classic comic books used to do. I'm not going to get into a big comic book history lesson here. I might do that at some other point but I'm not a historian, I don't do research for these so it would have lots of mistakes in it, but that's how I got into Spider-Man and then after exploits of Spider-Man finished, uh, they started releasing uh, Astonishing Spider-Man alongside Essential X-Men and uh, I, I continued reading those and then when I was living in Stirling uh, at university a comic book shop called Ban Jack Comics opened, uh, sadly no longer, sadly no, no, no longer exists, run by a uh, great guy called Dave and I went there and just started buying comics from there, so I jumped in with X Men and Spider Man because that's what I knew, um, and I also bought a bunch of a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> so the question is, how do you get into comics? The answer is, you just buy some comics. Uh, it's even easier nowadays uh, because you can go on those apps, There's apps. It's an app called Comixology and Marvel Unlimited are two of the big ones. Marvel Unlimited has the downside of only having Marvel on it, but you can subscribe to them. Uh, and you can get free comics off them, read them on your tablet, uh, or your computer, or your phone, but that's not ideal. Uh, you can subscribe to them and get free stuff, or you can just buy stuff off that, you can bulk buy it. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's also ways of getting it less than legally. Not that I would know anything about that. Cough, cough. But yeah, and if you're going to read Spider-Man comics, uh it's hard to recommend Spider-Man, though. There's no real big definitive runs. Like, J. Michael had a fun run, but a lot of people hate it. Dan Slott had a, fu- a really good run, but it lasted YEARS. Um, but you can jump on with that. You can jump on with his storyline big time, and I just keep reading from there. Uh, he only wrapped that up very recently, so you can, you know. Or you can just start reading from wherever you want to. I don't know, I'm not your, I'm not your mum do what you want. Um, actually, in terms of Spider-Man, what I recommend, in fact, is and <laughs> not comics at all, I recommend if you haven't seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, because it was a cartoon and you were like, eh, I recommend you watch that film. It's amazing. It might be the best Spider-Man film, and there's a lot of good Spider-Man films out there. I also recommend the Spider-Man, uh, game on the playstation 4 uh, if you can because it's it's pretty great it's a great spider-man story uh, and also just a really great interpretation of spider-man and it's just fun swinging around basically like comics are stupid i have a comic book collection that when i move house uh, basically i have to like (laughs) <laughs> hire, I have to get a friend who has a van, essentially uh, to help move me because I've got these massive boxes full of comics it's a really stupid hobby to get into because uh, it takes up so much space and is expensive and since that, and, uh, without a comic shop a good comic shop it's hard to get into it. but if you really want to there's, so, there's like I recommend like I say probably starting with apps and finding out if you enjoy reading comics because comics as a medium uh, is something that people, some people bounce off of they don't like uh, the art and text combination or the way it's set out and that's totally fine, you don't have to like everything but uh, my big recommendation is just jump right in and figure out if it's for you that's what I did, and I've been a pretty obsessive comic fan my whole life. So, you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, although, I haven't actually bought a comic in a long, long time uh, because of the, the, like I say, that the comic shop I used to go to closed, and I haven't found a really good one in Edinburgh. So, well, there isn't really. I mean, there's deadhead. I'm not going to get into it. Oh, I've started to get the hiccups weirdly, so I'm going to finish it. I'm going to sign off. That's wild. Uh, (laughs) Uh, So stay home. That's that's not how I usually start this. Hang on, I'll do it properly. Uh, uh, Stay well, stay safe, stay at home, and if uh, you're ever bitten by a radioactive spider, uh, remember that with great power comes great responsibility. My name is Mara Joy. Goodbye.